Hey guys, it's me, Kareen, here with another episode of The Mama Struggle. Today is a solo episode, and I'll be talking to you a little bit about my childcare choices. During this episode, I'll be sharing my story about, you know, my childcare journey with my two children. And at the end, I'll be sharing some tips for, you know, what to consider when you are choosing childcare. I hope you get a lot out of this episode and please feel free to share with me via Instagram or on Facebook, you know, your childcare stories and how, you know, whether or not you were able to, you know, get childcare or, you know, what your childcare situation is. I started out in New Jersey um, as a stay-at-home mom. So I had been home with my son for about two years. Well, more like 18 months. So he was around 18 months when we decided to start looking for childcare. He could talk, he could walk, he could feed himself, you know. And so I felt like it was uh, an okay time to start looking for to start looking for childcare for him. I really wanted to try to get back into the workforce. And at this time, um, I, I found a job and I was looking to go ahead and get started with that. Um, I was doing the training at, the training was all virtual. So I was, this was before, right before the pandemic started. So they had a virtual training um, courses and things that we had to do. And so I, I did all that virtually at home with my son home with me. So then, um, I went to start looking for uh, daycare, um, in New Jersey and we ended up finding, we searched kind of at, in the town where we were. Um, there was a little nursery school in, that was located like in a church that was very nearby our apartment within walking distance. I didn't really like the fact that it was not diverse. Like it was not a diverse nursery school at all. It, and I didn't want, I was hesitant to send my son there, um, as the only black child in the whole place. Um, you know, I've kind of been in that situation before as a, just a human in the United States and often it is not fun. Um, and so I just didn't want to, you know, put my child in that potential situation as a almost two year old, you know, just give him some time before he has to experience, you know, discrimination and, you know, racism, that sort of thing. So I was nervous about sending him to daycare also. Um, Like I said, I waited until he could talk so he could tell me about any problems that he encountered or, you know, if anything ever happened to him. Um, And we ended up finding a very clean and highly rated daycare in Westfield, New Jersey, which is like the next town over from where we lived we lived in Springfield, New Jersey, and Westfield was kind of like Springfield's fancy cousin. We decided to send him there. Um, now, this place, we, we, we were going to send him part-time, so we were going to send him two days a week um, and then increase from there. And, you know, this place was ridiculously expensive. It was like 1400 a month just for those that, like, part-time status. At that price point, like, I don't know. It was a very highly rated daycare center, but it's just, like, super expensive. And that was that's normal for Westfield. Um, and that area, it, like the cost of childcare was just astronomical. Um, 
so they had a camera system in this daycare where I could watch on camera, like, you know, different activities. And I literally sat in the parking lot after I dropped him off his first day and I watched him for an hour and just sobbed in my car. Like I just cried and cried and cried. Like I could not get myself together. I remember how like sad I was and just like how unsure I was and how nervous I was. So one thing that I noticed right away is that something was a little weird about this daycare. Um, when I was watching on the camera system, I noticed that like none of the other kids in the class would play with my son. So like, and, and it was weird. And I was like, oh, it's only his first day, like, you know, like whatever, maybe they're just like warming up to him. But like he would go up to like a kid and try to initiate play and they would just like ignore him or like walk away. And like this went on all day. I was just like, what the hell is happening at this place? You know, every time we would try to get another toy to play with or something when they were have like having like carpet time he would go to try to get like another toy so okay the teacher the way I would watch it is like the teacher would put all the kids on the carpet and then like spread out like different groups of toys that the kids could play with and so one side of the carpet would be like all the dolls and like you know and the other side of the carpet would be all the trucks and like one the other side of the carpet would be like play food or something like that and so like the kids could choose what they wanted to play with and so like my my the teacher put like my son with all the girls next to the dolls and uh and you know I don't care if he plays with dolls I don't care if he plays with girls but like my son is not into dolls like he's like some kids are, are into dolls and like stuffed animals and stuff like my son is not into that he's into trucks he wants to play with the excavator he could tell you all about all the different names of the construction vehicles like that's what he wants to play with the fire truck police cars and so like he gets up to go on that side and instead of like I guess you know, like being attuned to like, oh, like maybe Omari wants to play with another toy. Like the teacher just like picked him up and sat him back down on the carpet. And so, and like this happened repeatedly. And I was just like, well, why isn't she let, like, why aren't they letting the kids like play with the toys I want to play with? Like what is going on? And so I'm a teacher uh, by training and trade. Um, I've been in education for 10 years and while I'm not, I don't specialize or I'm not certified in early education, like I've been around enough daycares to, to see that like something wasn't quite the way I thought it should be. Now, I do want to preface this by saying that this daycare, this particular daycare in Westfield was not our first choice. It was not my first choice. In actuality, I had chosen a daycare in Union, New Jersey, that was um, another town over, that was um, at a childcare center that was extremely diverse, all kinds of, it, it was more, I felt it was more representative of the area where we lived. We lived in Northern New Jersey, a very diverse area, 20 miles outside of New York City. So I felt like it was important to expose my child to different kinds of people because he's going to be encountering, if we stay in, stayed in that area, he would be encountering different kinds of people from all different religions, uh, backgrounds, ethnicities, countries, that sort of thing. And so this daycare that I wanted him to go to in Union had a wait list. And so we were on the wait list, but they didn't have any openings until, they wouldn't have had any openings until that um, August. So we, we were kind of 
forced to put him in this Westfield daycare until we could get him into the actual daycare that I wanted him to go to. But anyway, so the second day, um, I dropped my son off and, you know, I'm watching him on the little monitor thing through my phone. And, um, you know, it was like the same kind of behavior that I saw that I noticed from the other kids, from the, um, the teachers. And so by the time I picked him up the second day, my son was crying. And when he saw me, he literally ran out of the classroom as fast as he could. Like I, he ran out, like he ran out, he stopped at me. And then he just like ran out, like to the front door. He was just like, fuck this, like (laughs) I'm out of here. Um, he did not like it and so I knew this wasn't the place for him um and I talked to Josue about it but then like over the weekend COVID became like a serious thing and so like New Jersey pretty much shut down and that was the end of that um I didn't I never sent him back we we unenrolled him and he um he hasn't been into he hasn't been in daycare since for the next year and a half he was like home with us I guess Yeah, no, it was about two years. Meanwhile, you know, we've since moved to Louisiana and um, I ended up, you know, falling ill and we needed to, we needed to put the kids in daycare because I could not, I could no longer safely care for them at home. Um, So the second time around, I did my research. I I checked and cross-checked ratings on Google, Yelp, and Facebook reviews. Um, I looked at the websites, I looked at Facebook pages of different places, I looked at pictures, I looked at pictures of the kids that were, you you know, that they posted, pictures of the staff. Um, If they weren't diverse, I um, automatically ruled them out. I guess the pandemic shed light on the fact that our childcare system is fucked. Um, But in addition to that, there's a severe early childhood education shortage in Louisiana. So pre-K isn't even mandatory. Um, It's kind of like every man for himself. So if you want to put your kid in pre-K, then you have to pay for like a private pre-K through a daycare or like homeschool them or a combination of of things. Um, Pre-K is, they have select, they have a select few spots in public pre-k for um people who are eligible for like head start programs or um people students who have like ieps or um develop developmental disabilities of some sort um and so those students are there's an application system and it's like a lottery and like if and you're selected to attend the public pre-k in your district so and there's not enough spots for everybody so you have to apply so yeah that's that was pretty much our situation we had to find like a private pre-k um which was not easy none of the places that i called had openings um except for like one place one place had openings and I happened to check the reviews. It had all five-star reviews. It had all, you know, excellent ratings on Google, on Facebook. Their pictures were diverse. Their staff were diverse. Um, and so, like, to me, it seemed like, okay, this we could work with this place. Um, they were super diverse ethnically as well as by ability level. Um, there's a center that specializes in a completely bilingual curriculum with English and American Sign Language being taught. Um, the center had deaf teachers teaching blind children, children who use assist, assist, mm, 
They also have like students who use assistive mobility devices. Um, and it was, it was pretty much like everything that I was looking for in a daycare. The only problem was it was the most expensive daycare that I had come across in the Baton Rouge metro area. We decided to send both our kids there for the time being, even though we can't really afford it. And so like, that's where they go right now as I'm in the search for like a, a less expensive option that's closer to our house. But yeah, we really can't afford to send them there. It's just like, that's just all that's available right now. So my my now my job is to, again, do more research, call around again, and try to find um, a less expensive daycare that's closer to where we live. That was like my daycare search story. Um, it was kind of like a nightmare. I feel like it was an epic nightmare that had a happy, somewhat happy ending, but like it's not over yet because we're still in the search and still in the fight and we can't really afford the daycare that my kids are attending right now. Um, so yeah. Now what I'm going to do is kind of like go over some tips and things to consider when looking for daycare. Um, first, when looking for daycare, it is important to take into consideration the cost. You need to know what you can afford. You don't want to get into a situation into a situation like I am currently in where we are sending our kids to a daycare that we can't really afford. Um, the second thing to take into consideration when choosing a, a child care or a daycare is the quality of the curriculum. Um, you know, you you have to decide and like weigh kind of the pros and cons. Are you looking for like a home-based daycare? And is, does that home-based daycare provide like home-cooked meals and like a smaller population and more one-on-one -on -one time with the teacher? But then, you know, on the flip side, does that home daycare, you know, is it lacking in like quality curriculum or quality lessons? Same with a larger, you know, daycare center or daycare facility like, you know, they might have excellent curriculum, but are you are you lacking because your child isn't getting that one-on-one -on -one support? Or, you know, like larger class sizes mean less less one-on-one -on -one time with the teacher. Um, also, when considering the quality of curriculum, you really want to check out the state standards. I know there's like some debate on on you know state standards and especially with like common core adoption and you know is it really helping or hurting kids as a former teacher i do have opinions on it um but that is definitely for like another episode right now when i say state standards i mean just like the standards that um the state sets that says you know these standards mean that this particular program or curriculum is is meeting all the um the qualifications or dotting all the i's and crossing all the t's of what we consider to be meets the appropriate developmental milestones for a preschool curriculum or um early education curriculum if your state is a state that like mine that lacks in the form of standards and quality education, a good state to look at for a model or for an idea of what to look for will be New Jersey's state standards. They've been doing a really great job of funding early education, um, as well as um, doing a lot of research and case studies in what goes into the creation and adoption of 
quality um, early education standards for um, early learners um, ages zero to five. So New Jersey is a good state to look at. The next thing I would say to take into consideration when you are choosing childcare is to look at the diversity and inclusion of whatever uh, space or center that you're looking at. That was super important to me just because I know that there's inherent bias and I just, not to say that, you know, that doesn't exist in more diverse spaces because it does, but I just wanted I wanted a space where my kid could have to see people that look different from him as well as look the same as him thriving and being successful in the classroom. Another thing to think about is the richness of whatever enrichment experiences the the center or the the space offers. So do they offer enrichment? Do they offer Spanish? Do they offer field trips? You know, do they are they bringing in guests to like read aloud? I know that's kind of been limited as a result of COVID, but like, you know, what kind of enrichment are they doing? Um, are the read alouds you know, rich. Another thing to look at is like, is the curriculum play-based? Is the center play-based? Do they encourage play? Um, research shows research shows that the quickest way for early learners to actually learn and, you know, pick up social cues and learn things is through play. That's actually their first introduction to learning. Um, and so like, do they offer ample opportunities for the, um, the students to play. Um, that's definitely something that you need to kind of take into consideration when looking for daycare. Another thing to take into consideration is like what you're looking for. Like, are you looking for something specific like a Montessori or a Waldorf school or like a specific school of thought on, on early education? Um, you know, just that's something to think about. I thought I wanted Montessori and like, there are things that I love about Montessori. There are things I love about Waldorf, but it was like the trade-off was like, do I spend all this money to send my kid to a Montessori school or like, can I learn, can I learn that and like adopt those principles and those kinds of learning styles at home for my kids? Like, um, you know, what can I do to provide a Waldorf inspired or a Montessori inspired learning environment for my kids at home? The last thing that on my list of things to consider would be like, security um what what security measures does the daycare have into place and i know this is like a crazy thing to have to think about in this day and age you just never know um and so you know does does the center have like a security system where you can watch your child on camera do they have an app system where they send you photographic updates of your child every hour you know or do they have like a code system where you know only parents with a specific code are allowed to uh, entry into the facility um, is that security extended to the playground and outdoor areas as well um, the the problem with the last daycare that I sent my child my oldest child to was that like another problem that I had with that center was that the they they did great in terms of like keeping the place clean it was immaculate they had a secure uh, front door, but then the back door wasn't secure. Like the way they had it set up is like you had a code on the front door and a code on the back door. Um, and you could 
but you could access the back door from the playground and you could access the playground from the street. Like it wasn't closed off. And then the next, the, the next kind of like security thing that I noticed was that they always kept the back door open. So it was like they had the security measure in place, but didn't, use it and so like anybody any joe schmo could like walk in that back door was just like every time that i was there for the whole time that back door was open so you know i i had an issue with that um and luckily my son was only there for a week so before everything shut down because of the pandemic but still like that's just definitely something to think about you know when you're when you're trying to look for daycares i don't know now what it looks like after COVID, whether parents can do like in-person um, site visits, you know, just to check out the daycare. I know one of the daycares that I was looking at over here, they, they scheduled tours after hours. So you could come in and tour the facility after everybody um, had left for the day and after the facility had been like deep cleaned. So, you know, that's, that's one way of like post COVID checking to make sure that like the, the facilities are secure and you can always ask the director questions about that as well um you know ask some questions about like their diversity and inclusion policy ask some questions about the security measures you know just ask the questions um because that'll that'll shed a lot of light on their response will shed a lot of light on how then you can respond and how you can uh make your selection. A lot of times if a daycare facility director is getting upset or flustered by the questions that you're asking, then maybe that's not the place for you, you know? So these are just some of the things to think about when selecting a daycare. I know it was rough for me. I had no idea where to start. I was asking on Facebook, mom groups, um, in my, uh, you know, Facebook community, just like, what are you guys doing to find these daycares? Cause like, this is, this is a complete shit show <laughs> essentially. Um, so yeah, that's all that I have to share today. Um, if you, I would love to hear, you know, your daycare search stories, your daycare, uh, highlights, your daycare horror stories, drop me a line on Instagram, drop me a line on Facebook. We're at the mama struggle. And you can email me at thestruggleisreal at gmail.com. All right. Thanks for checking in and talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, mamas and lovers of mamas out there. Motherhood is a struggle like none I have ever experienced. I'm Kareem Santish founder and CEO of The Mama Struggle, where we promote radical honesty surrounding the good, the bad, and the ugly aspects of motherhood in the 21st century. Take a listen as I share my own reflections on being a mom of two, on being a stay-at-home parent, and on being a fledgling business owner. Thanks for listening to the podcast today, and remember, the struggle is real.